you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of life. To starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is The Andy Stort Show. Let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Andy Storch Show. I am your host, Andy Storch, and this is a show where we can come together to starve our fears, to follow our dreams, and to fulfill our true potential. And today I have for you part two of my conversation with the podcaster Adam Posner. Uh, Adam is a friend of mine. He is also a marketing guy, a recruiter. He's a power connector. Uh, he's the host of the podcast where he talks to all kinds of interesting people about different things. He loves to identify opportunities, synergies, connect the dots. That's what he does best. And he's really a great networker and connector. And he's built a big reputation around that. He previously worked for VaynerMedia and was fired by Gary Vee uh, a few years ago. And that was his dream job. It was devastating. And if you've ever had uh, a dream job or a great situation that went wrong, uh, you can relate to this situation because it actually, it was terrible in the moment, but worked out to be a blessing in disguise because he was able to later get into recruiting, start a business. And now he's got a great life and business. Things are going really well. It's growing. Uh, you're going to hear all about it in this interview, including his story of getting fired by VaynerMedia and what all of that led to. So without further ado, here is the second part of my interview with Adam Posner. But now I know I kind of took this podcast and kind of took it over a little bit and I want to share yeah. this back with your audience. So any, yeah. any questions you have for me, anything you want to talk about? Yeah, I've been thinking about that. I was like, how are we going to, are we going to flip this back around? Yeah, it's fine. Just keep, just, just keep it going. Let's keep it rolling. Okay, cool. Well, let's, let's take it back because you have an interesting story, you know, going back to working at Vayner and then getting to where you are now, you know, me being, I was never in marketing, but I'm a huge, huge fan of Gary Vee. And so I know for anybody in marketing that also might be a fan, especially younger, it's like the holy grail to get a job there. So how did that come about that you're even able to get that job at VaynerMedia? Yes. Like when you got it. That's a good one. So we'll, we'll take it back to 2014, early 2014. I was working in an agency that I really didn't love what I was doing. And I started to hear, I was working in digital and social media. I was an account guy. I was a strategy guy before I went to recruiting. I worked with, at SiriusXM. I worked at, at American Express. So I have a pretty solid pedigree from a, a marketing perspective. I did it for 15 years. And Gary Vee was starting to come on my radar. Gary Vee was not a household name at the time. And I had a buddy who uh, early in Gary Vee's days was connected with him. They shared some office space and I got introduced. And it wasn't just a freebie. I mean, I got introduced and I went through the whole gauntlet there of the interview process. And the first time around, they wanted to make me uh, an offer, but they didn't have any, any opportunities open. So we paused the conversation at that point. I ended up taking another job at a different agency. And then literally it was like six months later, I, I get a call from, from Trouty over at Vayner and he's like, hey, you still interested? And I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. And literally it was a couple of conversations. We went out for lunch again and they made me the offer. And it was so funny. They made me the offer. I remember we just bought our new house and we were doing construction on it. And I was sitting on the steps. We haven't yet moved in and I'm sitting on the steps and I took that call in front of my new house. And I'm like, this is my future. This is everything. It's everything yeah, I wanted. I have everything it. in place. And then, you know, you know how that story ends though. So it's, it was a real, you know, roller coaster for me, but I earned it, man. I worked hard and I was good at what I did. And, and unfortunately my fail at Vayner was, it was my own doing. I didn't respond well to feedback when things were not going in the right direction. I let some external factors in my life really put a block on me course correcting. Hmm. And, you know, it was, it was tough, man, but everything happens for a reason. 
Yeah, no doubt. I, I think it's really important. You know, Gary Vee talks about owning your L's and it's, we've all had failures and mistakes. My in thesis, life. man. If I could, I don't want to harp on it, Please. but if I could pull out the lesson is that you certainly had a lot of strengths and you were doing well, but there were some things that weren't going that well and you got feedback, but you weren't really listening to it or you weren't ready to listen to it. You weren't really taking action on that. Yeah. And I think there was a lot of self-fulfilling prophecies happening. I think there was also a lot of politics happening and it really wasn't, it was just a cauldron of crap, right? It really wasn't the best situation for me to recover. And I didn't help myself with it. I really did not do anything to fix it. I was getting some good advice. I was trying to course correct. At the same time, also Vayner was in its infancy, right? There's only a couple hundred people at the time. So I didn't think that they had a fully, you know, robust, uh, you know, program there. Yes, Claude was coaching with me, and we'll talk about that as I was, well. Yeah, I was going to ask you if Claude um, was there, and if she was looking. Yeah, after she was looking after me, but I think it was a little bit past the point by the time it got to her. And it's interesting. I'm, I'm interviewing her on Wednesday, and we're going to talk about that a little bit too. I think maybe if there was an earlier intervention, but ultimately, you know, I take full responsibility. Like ultimately, you know, yeah. I'm responsible for my success and my failure. And it was that eye-opening opportunity for me to make a change in my life and really focus on what I'm good at is what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Which, so how did you make that pivot? What did that look like? Well, it's interesting. You know, when Gary was sitting there and we talked about all the time, you know, he said, double down on your strengths and stop focusing on your weaknesses. That's exactly what I did. I stopped trying to fix the things I wasn't good Mm -hmm. at. And maybe some of that was that true digital marketing strategy. Maybe it was some of my, at that time, people management, relationship skills. And I focused on myself and I said, you know what? My key strengths are relationships this way, building and nurturing meaningful relationships, understanding the market, understanding people and understanding mindset. And all those things pointed to recruiting. The other piece too was about recruiting was it was unlimited financial opportunity. It wasn't like you're just set at this year, I'm making 145,000. Next year, I'm getting a 3% raise. I'm at 146, 158,000, whatever it is. I saw it as an opportunity where I moved to the burbs and I needed to have more income. And I couldn't just wait every three or four years to make these incremental jumps. And it kind of all came together. And I knew the market, I knew the players, and I'd been through enough interview processes and worked with enough recruiters where I had a very good sense of what the job was before I stepped foot in it. Just going on on your own is scary, right? What was your biggest fear at the time and how did you get over that? Yeah. So just to give a little bit more context there, you know, I spent, you know, three years working at search firms before I decided to go out on my own. And mm. the biggest fear was failure. And that actually turned into the biggest push for me. And you know, as your own business owner, yeah. you and I, and anybody who has their own business, we are ultimately responsible for that success and failure. And for me, and I'm sure yeah. for you putting words in your mouth, but it's zero fail. Like I cannot fail. I need to continue to put it on the table. It is zero fail. And I think that motivational of a zero fail and not being able to hide in a company or have a little bit of job security when you're getting that consistent paycheck is a real true motivator for a lot of people. Now, that doesn't work for everybody. Right. Some people really need to have that structured environment. But if you could handle being responsible for lighting your own fire and keeping that fire going, man, go out on your own, man. Do it. I agree with you 100% and I love it. Because I've been, I've spent so much time on building the foundation, like you have with a lot of branding and marketing stuff. I've probably missed out on some sales opportunities. Building a conference probably missed out on some sales opportunities. So my my finances are not where I want them to be. So get there. Uh, but I will never go back to work for somebody else if I can help it. I don't think I could. Because yeah, I, I, unless I it was it. An, unless it was an opportunity, right? Like yeah. would I would I go back to work for Vayner full time? No, would I go back for anybody full time. It would have to be such an incredible, like. I'd yeah. be an idiot to Something say Something no. really yeah. cool and you have control over what you're doing and you make a big impact, that sort of thing. You also reminded me, since we're kind of riffing 
of a, a rant that I had in my head last night. You ever know these rants in your head? And you're like, I'm having a rant right now in my head. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is this guy still talking? But I think you, you'll totally agree because you mentioned, you know, some people skate by in companies. And I'm like, so many companies I come across, they're like, sorry, we don't have a budget or we don't hire outside consultants to come run training film. We have an internal team that does it. And I'm like, yeah, you don't want to pay me $30,000 to come run a couple of workshops, but you're paying somebody else $60,000 to sit around and work half the time and cruise Facebook the rest of the time. Whereas I'm going to bust my ass, get this thing done efficiently, and then move on to the next one. Right? I'm going to be my family over here. Oh my God. The people that skate by are killing me, man. Uh, But you know, it's right. I've been those people, but I had a corporate job that I hated and I skated by all day long. I had a couple of those. I've done it plenty, man. So let's let's bring this home here. Any any last questions that you have for me? Well, I want to get your perspective on because you've got the podcast, you know, you're building the business, you know, as an entrepreneur, someone who's out there building a personal brand. We both follow Gary Vee and he talks about content, 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 attention, all that sort of stuff. What's your perspective in general on building a personal brand? I did not coin this, but it really resonated with me. Your personal brand is your reputation. It's another name for it. Right, it's your reputation. It's it takes years and years to develop, and it takes seconds to break it. And I also think there's a big misnomer out there. Just because you're creating this aura on social media, and you're creating this persona of of what people like, you want people to see and everything, you have to ensure that you're building credibility and authenticity, and that the message is really true, and you can back it up. Right? Because a lot of people could sit here and they could repeat a lot of things that other people say, but you have to put that into practice. Right? You have to give examples. You have to have social proof of that. You have to have real recommendations and real work before you could come in and say shit. Right? There's a lot of people out there, and I see it with this whole video splurge on LinkedIn, that are creating these videos talking about things that are a little out of their realm or things that are not in their area of expertise. And a lot of people, they may not think this, but we're, we're onto it, right? And it's not really as effective as you think it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, another question related to that too is because you see all these other people doing things. How do you deal with uh, comparisonitis? Do you suffer from that at all? Where you're like, oh, look, that guy's doing that thing and he's got more followers than me. Uh, I did in the beginning and then I said, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like I, I stopped comparing myself to other people because I peel back the curtain and start to see how they were building their audience and their following. And that's not the audience I want, nor do I want my audience. You know, I don't care how big the numbers are. I mean, it really is quality over quantity. Yeah. And other people really don't have that mindset. And if that's what you're going for, fine, right? If you're trying to just get in, get out quickly and, and build, like, it's not being true yeah. to yourself, right? Like, like it's just I agree. bullshit. Like, you're building up these huge followings, but there's, what does a following really mean? Is it an engaged community? Is it people that yeah. you want to have business relationships with? Or is it just a numbers game to you? Yeah, I don't know. That's why I so much appreciate the three people that listen to my show. It's great. You're right. And, and, and the podcasting is crazy, man. I mean, listen, both of us, we'd be lying if we said we didn't want a million people listening to our show. We'd be, yeah. li- we'd be lying if we said that. And right. we'd be lying if we said we didn't look at our numbers every day. Right. Right. And I get frustrated too, right? Like when I see sh- like some shows tank, when I think it would be great audience, because I think like this person has a great following and the audience mm-hmm. will, will follow it. I get mistaken. My, my best show, my best performing show is around mental health with a buddy I went to high school with, mm-hmm. or we were friends in high school, because it was real. And it was a real story and it was meaningful and, and, and people cared about his message. And he just told uh, about his incredible journey. And, and that's what I really cared about because I wanted people to really listen and learn and take away from it. 
What does your 2020 look like? And just to back up for a second, you're running your own business, right? As a, as a recruiter. Yep. Uh, you've got a team. You also have a family, wife and a couple of kids as well, right? You're in uh, New Jersey, I think. Long Island. Don't even Long say Island. That's Jersey, right. Man. Oh, sorry. I got you the wrong way. Long Island. People say Jersey. Strong Island. Yeah, exactly. 2020. Um, it's interesting. I have a, a little bit of a downturn in December, which is turning out to be great right now when we're recording. So I'm, I'm working on my base camp. Right now, I'm building my base camp. I am doing stuff in my house to declutter, to get my house, physical house in order, which I've been meaning to do, which you means- you come do mine too? Yeah, when, when, when that stuff is taken care of, that's a stress that you can take off of your yeah. life and focus on your business. So prioritizing that, literally cleaning the garage, cleaning the boiler room, like that shit's important, right? Yeah. Which now opens me up to my 2020 planning, right? Being laser focused. I have a brand new client that I'm excited to announce in January. That's really going to be a game changer for me, for my business, my consultancy, um, still doing recruiting, but doing a lot more on TA process and building out the infrastructure within a startup organization, which I'm really excited about. I'm looking to scaling my team. I'm looking to building out the podcast. I have this dream at the end of 2020 of PauseFest. Ooh, okay. Yeah, when I asked and you, I, you thought about events. You, you were yeah, ahead, so. and, and the idea really is to, I've been thinking about this for years, is to bring together, and I want this to come out the right way. I have a really solid network like you, man. I have yeah. some heavy hitters. I have some people that I really think would come to the table for me uh, yeah. to put an event together. And I want it to be different. I want it to be in a cool venue. I want it to be exciting and engaging. And I yep. really want to give back and be like, these are my peeps. Yep. I want them to give to you. So that's kind of an idea I'm working with. And now I have an infrastructure of people that throw events. I have event spaces. But I'm being very calculated about that. So that's 2020. And really scaling my business, man. I mean, I had a really good year. I'm up almost 30% year over year which is incredible. It's closing two years of my business. I'm going to do a little bit of state of the union at the end. I help some people get some great jobs. I work with some great companies and I want to continue that in scale, man. That's 2020. I'm laser fucking focused. I love it. I love it. You are laser focused. You got a lot of great things going on. Any parting words for people listening who, I don't know about your audience, but my audience are people who absolutely want to get the most out of life and uh, just up their game and their performance. Any you know, parting advice for those people? Yeah, and it comes down to discipline and focus. I mean, we were talking about that off air, how I harness my OCD for good. But here's the biggest piece of advice. And it came from me from my, my first mentor in recruiting, a guy by the name of Tom Hall, who I hold on a pedestal, really taught me how to be a recruiter. Plan your work and work your plan. Plan your work and work your plan. Whatever method that is, stick to it. Come up with that plan and work it. Stay focused and stay dedicated to it. There's a lot of distractions in this world that we live in. A lot of things coming mm-hmm. at us from different sides. But put on those blinders. Put on those horse blinders and be as focused as possible. And I'm really working on that myself. I'm trying to be more present with my family. I'm trying to be more present with my friends. I'm trying to be more mindful. A little bit of self-care there as well. And uh, just making myself the best husband, father, business owner, and friend I could be, man. I love it. That's all we can do, right? And just try to get a little bit better every day. Put that plan in place, work the plan, try to be the best, like you said, husband, father, friend, business owner, influencer, podcaster, whatever you can be. We're doing it. Exactly. Exactly. We're both doing it, man. And Andy, I will wrap it up with my last question that I ask every guest. Not not every day is sunshine and rainbows, right? Like some days the kids are Mm -hmm. nagging, the wife is all over your business. Like you just had a freaking natural disaster firestorm (laughs) wiping out your conference and it's rough and you got to look up and you got to keep focused and everything. And then other days, Look, you just sold out a conference, man. You have more people knocking at your door. Business is coming. Things yep. are going well. What do you look to, Andy? What is your North Star? 
I would say a couple things. You know, I keep the vision in mind a lot. I know I'm building something big that I want to really change the world. And so I've got to keep moving forward. I've got to keep taking steps. I right. know the things that I need to do to get there. It kind of changes all the time, but I just can't stop. There's no time to stop. There's no time to wallow. Couldn't There's agree no, more. I, I believe in celebration, but even that, you know, don't spend too much time celebrating because we got the next right. thing to get to. And then the other thing, of course, is my family. I think I do believe strongly, you know, there's nothing more important than family, my wife and my kids. And I try to remind myself, as long as I have them, we're going to be fine. You know, money will come and go, but family and time, those are really the two important things you uh, can't necessarily get back. No. And so I think about those things a lot. And I thought you were going to ask me, like, what do you do when things are going wrong? And um, for that, I will mention also friends. You know, having friends, coaches, mentors, and my, my wife, people that I can talk to on a regular basis, that always helps me and guides me. And I get so much great advice. And that keeps me moving forward in the right direction too. I love it, man. And Andy, where could folks connect with you? Where could they find you? I'm all over the place, but LinkedIn is the place. You know, if, you're, if you're following Adam on LinkedIn, find me, connect with me on LinkedIn, Andy Storch, S-T-O-R-C-H. Uh, you can find all the info there in my profile about both of my podcasts, The Talent Development Hot Seat, The Andy Storch Show, and the conference, The Talent Development Think Tank, and eventually the Entrepreneur Conference that I'll be throwing in September 2020 in Pittsburgh. Don't yes. call it a conference. Um, it's all there. So follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram. Andy, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate our connection over the last couple of months. I think that you and I are going to continue this. I know we're going to continue this. I know 100%. We're, going to, we're going to create some synergy. Absolutely. We're going to meet up again when you're up in New York. Uh, and we'll make shit happen, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on mine. <laughs> Absolutely. And anybody listening to Andy's show, you could find me at on LinkedIn, Adam J. Posner. You could find me at thepodcast.com. It links to all the major providers and you could connect with me anywhere there. I'm not so much on Twitter. I mean, I play around with Twitter, but I really yeah, need to spend here. some more time on Twitter. And everyone listening out there, thank you for joining us on the podcast And the Andy Stewart Show. Please be sure to follow both of us on all of our social media channels that will link on all of our mutual shows. And Andy, what's your closing line that you do? Oh, I don't have a closing line. Now I feel like I'm, I feel uh, inadequate. Well, I, what, I think this one really, sum, I think this sums it up for both of us. Remember folks, take your online offline. That's why Andy and I are here talking right now. Take your online offline. Love it. And remember, catch us next week for other great episodes of the Andy Store Show and the podcast. Thank you everyone. Take care and be good to each other. So there you have it. That's my conversation with Adam Posner. Uh, if you listen to all of them, both parts, I hope you got a lot of value out of it. If you have feedback, let me know. And I mentioned in there that I'm going to be hosting an event for entrepreneurs in 2020. As I record this, uh, it has not yet been planned out, finalized. We don't have a website yet or anything, but I will keep you up to date on that because it's one where I want to bring my network together. Uh, and it's going to be all about connection and networking. It's going to be an event like nothing else. I can't wait to officially announce it. But for those who are dedicated and listening to the very end, uh, you get to hear the teaser here. It's going to be called Don't Call It a Conference. And it is all about connecting. And it's going to be different from any other conference out there. It's going to be in September 2020 in Pittsburgh. And I will let you know more details when they are available. Cheers. 